0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place
1: by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies This is Make it kind. M.I.P. with my semella,
0: my Mark Thompson, Make it kind. Get Woke.
1: Total Tony Browder for the totality of African American History Month, IKG info, ASA Restoration Project.com. We're honored to have him here. Welcome back, brother. Hotel.
0: My pleasure, Hotel Brother. Be <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: So we were talking last about we start in the last episode. We started talking a bit about my, but I want to go back for a minute. Last week you also um talked to us about the 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 concept of God and the nature. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Yes, absolutely. Um, is is Ma'at, this woman
0: with wings, one of the nature. Absolutely, she is. She is. And again, nature means principle or aspect of, of divinity. Uh, ma'at, on another level, also represents the universe and the ubiquitous forces that flow throughout the universe that impact everything. So it's critically important that a female symbolized the totality of existence. Another important female figure in this pantheon of of Nile Valley Neturu is Newt. Newt represented the sky. And as we drill into her story, her narrative, she represented a specific portion of the sky, the Milky Way. And the Milky Way to the ancients who lived in the Nile Valley was a reflection of the Nile River in the sky. And we see depictions of Newt painted on the ceilings of tombs. For example, the ceiling of Ramesses the, the fifth in the Valley of the Kings. So you see Newt, her hands are touching the earth, her body spans across the sky, and her feet are touching the earth. But her body is the heavens, her body is the Milky Way. So Newt swallows the sun when it sets in the west. And then you see this image of the red disc of the sun moving through the body of Newt through the nighttime sky during the underworld. And then she gives birth to the sun as a golden ball of light as it emerges from her womb in the east at dawn. So here we know, if we understand how to interpret, how to analyze this symbolism, here we know that the sun is one of the oldest symbols to represent God Almighty, the creator, right? We go to church on Sunday, right? But here we see our ancestors in the Nile Valley show the primacy of an African woman by showing her giving birth to God. That's a powerful concept. And you know, before some people think that it's blasphemous, just understand, ask yourself the question, how can you have a God without having a goddess? And the beauty of the Netru and Kemet is that every male neture had his female counterpart. They got it right. They knew that this creative force was masculine and feminine and that you need the two in balance in order to produce life. Life comes from the union of a Sorry. man and a woman. So these concepts and ideas were ingrained in the history, the culture, the iconography of our ancient ancestors, but they have been misinterpreted by others. And then fed to us to distort our perception of our ancestral legacy so that we would shy away from that and run towards information that would not give us the the cultural or spiritual nourishment that we could really benefit from. Did, did I just hear your Siri? Uh well, actually, that was my eye watch.
1: <laughs> You're talking about the power of women and Syria woman's voice wanted you to repeat it. Did you see that seriously Did I didn't hear what you said. You need to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> that's an amen. Isn't it? Well, woman. <laughs> they didn't teach me this in this AI, this artificial intelligence. I'm out. But um, no, that that's imagine uh, sisters and brothers. Where we would be as a people and as a society. And I don't even talk about African people at this point. If people understood that the first civilization placed women on that plane, absolutely in in a world today of of sexism and subjugation, Mm. uh, yeah, I mean, we we ought (laughs) to we really ought to think about that. And you know, I I have a Tony and I just flowing, y'all. I have a direction I intend to go in, and Tony will say something to me, and I'll go in another direction. But since you put that out there women being equal well first of all let's do that do we know anything about how this civilization came to that understanding or or was it just simply like like you said earlier the the concept of racism was not a popular human concept that had to be created so i guess it was just natural man woman i mean I guess was it just that people weren't tripping back then or was it something else going on that established
0: the feminine as as sacred right so let's be clear that the word nature which represents the unseen aspects of the creator the word nature has come to us today in the word nature so we talk about mother nature but we don't talk about father nature right, so these ideas if you look and, and, and the whole essence of the concept of the natural natural is plural right. The whole concept of natural is rooted in observation these these Africans saw the sun rise every morning in the East and set in the West. They saw animals respond to the presence of the sun. They saw animals go to sleep in the sun. They saw animals mating and producing other animals. They saw plants producing other plants. So they looked at their environment and then they they assigned to what they saw, their understanding of what that meant in their lives. That's why many of the characters that you see in the hieroglyphic alphabet, hieroglyphic is a Greek word which means sacred carvings. The Africans in the Nile Valley referred to it as Medu Neture, Neture, the creator, the writing of the creator, the writings of the creator, right? So, so most of those glyphs are glyphs of animals or plants, birds, beetles, Kepre, Kepre, the the dung beetle represented the sun rising in the east, having just been born from his mother, Newt. So everything that they saw in the Nile Valley was tied to these forces that exist outside of the planet in the universe, which is Ma'at, right? Mother nature gives us everything we need. What we have been dealing with my brother for the past 2000 years is the erasure of the feminine spiritual principle from our consciousness. And we've been dealing with uh, a male dominated interpretation of creation. That omits its female counterpart, and that's wrong. It's it's wrong. Any way you look at it,
1: yeah, yeah, it it is wrong, and it shows. I mean, again, if if our young people, especially our young women, were taught this, which is obviously, as you said, verboten mm-hmm. to be taught, their self perception would would utterly change overnight if this was ingrained um, mm-hmm. in a way that-
0: And young it, brothers wouldn't disrespect sisters, call right. them Bs and Hs. So this is something that we can take control over. This is something we can manage in our household. household. And, and again, to show you that our history is a current event, we, we're talking about things that were a part of our consciousness, that were stripped away from our consciousness, and we're struggling to restore our consciousness right now. The big, one of the big news right now is Joe Reagan being snatched off of uh, Spotify. N-E-I-R-E put together this clip of him using the N-word over and over and over and over and over again. Joe Reagan shouldn't be using the word. We shouldn't be using the word. We should not be using that word. And if we taught our children who they were, then they would speak like the sons and daughters of proud people. You know, and, and that's something that we have control over right now. And we need to exercise that control if we're going to save our race.
1: More M.I.P. after this message. It's, it's interesting, just as we're on this subject, uh, my good friend, you all, many of you follow Michael Harriet, which he posts a lot of viral threads on Twitter. Um, he introduced me and others to a, a, a different perspective um, when it comes to the N-word. Mm. um apparently uh the term n i g g e is a term he has begun to use and in ethiopian i'm sorry in a negus forgive me right. negus <clears throat> is a title that was given to an Ethiopian monarch, right. <laughs> right? So, so, you know, some of us say to each other, "What's up, king? What's up, queen?" Mm-hmm. So we just can't get that 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 ng out of us. Maybe we ought to start calling each other the mm-hmm.
0: goose. Because, <laughs> but but look, now, now I've I've heard some uh, I've heard some misinformed young men uh-huh. use that same explanation to justify why they use the n word. And and they get it twisted because they don't really understand uh, Amharic. They don't really understand the Ethiopian language in the context. So if we are going to use that word, we need to put it in correct historical context so that everyone everyone understands why we're using that word. But we also need to be aware of the origins of the N-word and how that word was used by our enemy to destroy us mentally emotionally and spiritually and there is nothing endearing there is nothing empowering about the it's toxic and you can't take a little bit of poison and think you're going to be all right
1: more mip after this message so to to put an even finer point on what we said last week folks those who are on social media saying that um people who some people who talk about our ancient comedic history, our history in antiquity are hoteps. And there are many who use that pejoratively. And there are even those who are referred to as hoteps that are keenly unaware of what Tony has explained to us today in terms of how women were treated and were imagined and realized, both imagined and realized in antiquity. Mm-hmm. So one hotep should not be a pejorative and definitely not more pejorative than the n-word. Mm-hmm. Can use n word as a term of endearment and then use a term called peace, which refers to our antiquity as a negative word. Second of all, you know, rather than make a pejorative out of a great word like that to refer to those who are sexist. Um, I think we just need to educate people as to the truth, and educate those who who think they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what did you? I want to just I'm, we we teaching y'all. I just want to go back to what we read a couple of episodes ago. The proverb: um, a person who knows not and believes that they know is dangerous. A person who knows and knows not that they know is asleep. So those who are talking about our antiquity in an incomplete way fall in one of those two categories. And perhaps we, in good faith, err on the side of them sleeping mm-hmm. uh, and try to enlighten, enlighten them. And that's why Tony, Tony's not playing y'all. He's been doing this uh, uh, for years, for decades. So this isn't just something he just, you know, sometimes when stuff gets new to people, they think they got, they got it all down because they just got it, and it's fresh and people get, passionate about something when they hear about it y'all know folk in the church right when they as soon as they find jesus we call them holy rollers They no more about jesus than anybody well, you know but then that wears off as time goes on because you, your knowledge is challenged and you learn more and you become more grounded 14 uh uh publications uh uh 64 trips to egypt That's why our brother's here. And and he's very important. His very, all of his work and his very existence is important because, and I see it, um, we don't have enough of us transmitting this knowledge. That includes me. You know, Tony kind of lets me know, hey, brother, you need to get yourself together and, and transmit more of this knowledge on more of a regular so that it is left behind. And we need to create more scholars we need more african egyptologists if not chematologists whatever we're going to call them um to continue this research this history Mm -hmm. so that it it lives beyond some of the elders we've named Mm -hmm. who taught us
0: if i can add to that metzamella you know i've been doing i've been doing this specific work for 42 years i'm 70 years old and and so i'm looking at the need to cultivate uh, several generations who will come behind us because I'm not going to live forever. And they don't need to have, they don't need to reinvent the wheel. We need to leave a legacy of knowledge that they can build upon. And we also need to expand the flow of our knowledge throughout the Nile Valley. Egypt is is central because that's where the greatest concentration of much of this knowledge is. But most people don't realize that there are more pyramids, more mirrors and Kush than there are in Egypt. Uh, Most people don't realize that the Nile River, which is the longest river in the world, flows from the south to the north. So its origins are in Ethiopia and Uganda. The blue Nile supplies 90% of the water that flows through uh, Khartoum, Sudan, and Egypt. So 90% of that knowledge, 90% of that life force comes out of Ethiopia. We need to go to the Nile, to to Ethiopia, Hali Garima. Filmmaker Haile Garima, who has um, uh, a number of films, one of his most famous films is Sankofa. He has a bookstore on Georgia Avenue called Sankofa Video and Books. Haile told me well over 10 years ago, 15 years ago maybe, he said, you and Asa need to go to Ethiopia because what you will find that the things that you've been talking about, about Egypt, originated in Ethiopia. And I didn't realize at the time how much truth there was to that until I began to study more of of Southern Ethiopian history among the Omero. And what I have found is the story of Asar and Aset, which I referenced briefly uh, last week. That story has its origins in Ethiopia. The foundational story of Kemet, ancient Egypt, has its origins in Ethiopia. So I want to spend more time in Ethiopia, meeting with scholars, digging up that information so that we can expand our knowledge base and understand how it flows. Like Dr. Clark said, the Nile River is the world's oldest cultural highway. And the knowledge of spiritual traditions migrated from the South down North. And so that geography is important because water flows from a higher elevation to a lower elevation. The Nile River flows from south to north, which is why the southern region of, of Egypt is referred to as Upper Egypt. And the northern part of Egypt, along the coast of the Mediterranean, is called Lower Egypt. People followed the river. They brought their knowledge, they brought their cargo of knowledge with them over a course of thousands of years. And what Egypt represents, and what Kemet represents is the crystallization of the foundational knowledge which had its origins up south. So these are the concepts and ideas that really haven't made their way into the mainstream, but those who know, know, and it's about finding ways to have these discussions so that we can expand our understanding of history without people you know, becoming uh, offended and understanding what we're talking about and not just reacting to something that they think uh, disparages them or dislocates them from their historical uh, legacy.
1: Anthony Browder, folks, ikg info.com, asa restoration project.com. Talk to you tomorrow, brother. What's
0: that?
1: No, sorry. Talk to you Monday. Monday.
0: Monday, y'all,
1: the day after the day after tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> y'all have a great weekend. More t- total Tony Browder for the totality of African American History Month.
0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.
1: By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward.